Right. So, uh, in this in this podcast, we're talking about essentially, you know, how many people get wrongfully accused each year, and according to my research that I've found, I found that over ten thousand people get wrongfully convicted of crimes that they didn't commit each year, which is crazy because that's in a decade, that's a hundred thousand people. Like that's that's a lot of beings that didn't do crimes and get co- convicted of them, which is crazy. It's crazy to me. Like, and the amount of people that have gotten executed from when from the time this book takes place to now is about 340 something 340 plus people have been executed for crimes they didn't commit so people have gone through mental stress mental pain mental agony for something they didn't do and they died for it which is crazy to me that's like that's it's crazy like I don't understand how a being can let's let's say for example I don't know I don't understand how a being can kill another being and then blame someone else and then that person then die for their actions like I if I was in their shoes I would not be able to live with myself like that's that's insane like how I don't understand how that's like I don't understand how a being can do that to another being. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And in in the book, uh, Walter gets convicted of killing some girl. I forgot her name. He gets convicted of killing a girl that he had no interaction with, that he had the only interaction he had with he had a small, tiny interaction with the killer at the cleaners, at the dry cleaners. That was it. And he then got framed, and he knew, and he knew the Karen, and he knew Karen. That was it. He he got framed for something he didn't do, only because he was associated with the people that knew it or that convicted the crime he had no recollection of the event he had no like his fingerprints were nowhere near the crime scene etc etc and he got framed for something that he didn't do and if they didn't have if they wouldn't have came clean then he would have died And that's terrible. It's terrible because it's like, bro, how can, how can I just be chilling, right? And I get framed for a murder. Like, that's crazy. Like, it's, people, I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand how people can just frame others. For what they did and it's like it's crazy it, it's 
It's crazy. And another another crime that happened in, in the book. Um, they denied the the court denied any evidence that Walter was innocent. Denied anything that Walter had said or was presented of his innocence. Like for example, his lowrider. His lowrider was quote unquote spotted at the scene of the murder. But his lowrider wasn't a lowrider until six months after the crime. So, and they, and the mechanic had told the court that. And the, and then Brian told the court that. And the court denied it because the court, the court realized they were wrong. But it was, they, they didn't want to admit that they were wrong. And that's crazy to me because it's like how can you how can you like how can you like frame somebody for something that uh, I've said this already but it's like I don't understand how you can frame someone for something that you didn't do like I get it jail jail's a scary place but like framing an innocent person just isn't it it's not the right thing to do I would rather I would rather someone go to jail for the crime they committed, then frame someone else and cause that person go through so much pain and emotional and emotions and stress. It's just, it's too much. All right, well, I'm gonna go do my next one. Uh, see ya, Coop. All right, so this is the next segment of the podcast where I'm gonna be talking about what happens when you're wrongly convicted like how does it happen and uh based off my research i found six reasons why or how it happens first one being false convictions some people will be forced to testify because of them being threatened or them being pressured by a stronger being than them. Next one being jailhouse informant testimonies. People will lie to testify to either get out of jail or lessen their jail time because it's, I mean, why would you not, like, like, why, like, why would you not, because just, it's a free, it's pretty much a free, it's pretty much a get out of jail free card, if you do that, um, police and presidential misconduct, essentially, when somebody presents evidence that could lead the jury to giving them a harsher sentence than what is necessary and not correcting them on what not correcting the jury on like hey maybe you shouldn't do this this and this but continuing to be like yeah you should go on death row for, uh, he should go on death row for robbing a bank. 
poor defense, a lawyering. Uh, that speaks for itself. When you have a lawyer that does a terrible job of defending you, and there's been times where people have gotten lawyers that have not defended them, but have, uh, but have exposed them and have been like, yeah. He did this, this, and this, and not being like, hey, but he was here doing this at this time. Uh, systematic race, racism and implicit bias. Uh, essentially, someone can be like, oh, I saw this dude, a racist, could be like, oh, yeah, I saw this black dude around the bank at the time of the murder. It must have been him. And and if they find the tiniest bit of evidence that it could be him, he would be sent to court and the odds would be against him just like it was Walter. Walter was framed for a murder that he didn't commit only because he was around only because he was around the people that committed the crime. It was. He got thrown under the bus. It was his fault. All that. And, you know, I'm going to talk about the book now. Essentially, in the book, where all of this, where most of this comes out, is in Walter's trial with Brian. Walter had no, like I've said in the past, like I said last segment, Walter had no recollection of the event. He was not there. He was at home tending to his truck when the crime happened. And eyewitnesses said he was. His family said he was. And it's that, like, Walter only knew the people who committed the crime because he had a relationship with Karen. And yes, that was illegal at the time, but like he didn't kill anybody. And for him to be framed is like awful. Like it's, it's wrong. Like just, and because like if he was, if he was a different skin color, I doubt, I I seriously doubt that he would have struggled as hard as he did. Because in the 1900s, people were racist. And it's like, oh, a black person committing a crime was like such a stereotype. And it's what caused most of his evidence to be turned down because they were like, no, he committed that crime. Even though there were stacks and stacks of evidence against what they were saying, the court denied it because because they didn't believe it. Like, they didn't want to be wrong, so they didn't believe it. And that's just another thing. And some evidence that I've found on websites and stuff is that, uh, like, this person right here. This person got... This person got wrongly convicted for committing a crime of murder. And they were framed by 
the social justice, which is which what I essentially mean by that is I mean that they were framed from poor law and order and and jail testimonies, which were essentially, like I said, people just trying to get out of jail who are lying on other people's trials so that they can get out. And my opinion on this, I 100% disagree with it. Because, yes, I did say before, who wouldn't? But it's like, you should get punished for lying on a testimony. I mean, you do, but it's like, it's only if you get caught. Like, I guess that's the whole point. But still, like, you shouldn't be able to just testify whenever you feel like it and say whatever you want without evidence like that i don't think that like i feel like if you testify you you should it should be required that you have evidence of what you're saying is true because anyone like if my friend right if my friend robbed a bank right and they came to me like hey where was he on this day i could walk and be like yeah no he was at home and then they'd be like, okay, you're you're done. Like, like you need to I feel like you need to present evidence. You need to present evidence of these things being true. Anyway. That's that's it for the segment. Uh I'll come back tomorrow and finish the rest. Cause I've got a lot of work to do. See ya. What's up, Poop? This is the the last segment for the podcast. Um, yeah, so this segment is going to be based off of what happens to people like after they're convicted and after they're proven innocent, right? So according to my research, right, um, what happens is most of them go through some sort of trauma therapy because of what they witness, because usually they're not proven innocent until years after. So they go through some therapy. They also, uh, they're looked at different from people. People look at them like they looked at Walter. They, they think, oh, they were in jail, so that means they're a bad person which is not true. Most people that are only convicted are only are convicted because of other people's choices, not theirs, which is dumb. It's like think about it this way. Let me let me take a let me take something from the book. Walter, when he was con- when he was convicted, he was in jail for years, decades even. And when he was finally proven innocent, he got looked at different from everyone. His wife left him. His uh, his family looked at him the same. But everyone else still thought he was a bad person. Everyone else still believed he killed Morrison. And that says a lot about people because people don't usually do that to others. But it's crazy what one 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 label can do to a person's life it 
actually ruined most of his life. And when he broke his neck doing his job, he no one took him in because he was a, a quote-unquote criminal. And, like, it's, it's dumb. Like, it's, it's literally just like saying, oh, hey, you made a mistake? Well, I'm, it's going to ruin your life now because of something that you didn't do. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy that, again, I've said this before, that a person can, another person can ruin your life from their decisions, which I don't understand, like I've said before, like, that's why court systems should have, like, a plan B, because, for stuff like that, because not everything people say is true, people try and get stuff off their back, people try and clear their name, people trying to do this, this, and that, and it's like, and you can't do anything to stop it unless if you get a really good lawyer. And Walter was lucky enough to get that. The other people in the story that committed the that committed the crime not they committed the crime, but they committed the crime all off of their background, like they were mental, and no one looked into that. And then they gave them like treatments that they shouldn't have been given like they sentenced like three people to death because they had a bad past but no one looked into that they just know that they killed somebody and like that's way way too like harsh of a punishment no one should be my opinion the death penalty shouldn't be a thing you shouldn't be sent to death for a mistake or an action. Depending, the only reason I say death penalty is necessary is killing is mass murder. That's when the death penalty is necessary. Mass murder. Not killing one person. Uh, not being aware that you killed that person because you're mental. And robbing a bank or robbing somebody like that, you shouldn't be sentenced to death for little stuff like that. But in this story, that's what happens. Someone got sent to sentenced to like someone got sentenced to death for robbing a lady. Like that's crazy. That's crazy to even think of because it's like nobody in their right mind would do that. But these people were not in their right mind and they literally just got thrown under the bus and executed because of something they couldn't control. One of the victims, his dad was abusive and he was homeless and he needed food, so he robbed somebody. And he got sentenced to death for it. Like, that's way too harsh of a punishment for... That's way too harsh of a punishment. Anyway, back on topic. So what happens to people after is their life changes. Everyone looks at them differently. And essentially, their life is ruined because of 
others' mistakes. And that's a really sad thing to think of because Walter had a great life ahead of him, but because of what had happened, he got punished for it. And he couldn't get a job. He had to start his own business. And his wife left him. And that's really sad to think of because all of this happened because of someone, something, something someone else did. And it's sad to think of because he was a great person. He was always smiling. He was always happy. And then he just got thrown into jail and everything changed. And it's really upsetting to talk about this even because... It makes me upset talking about it because it's like he's he did nothing wrong and yet he lost everything. Anyway, I think I'm gonna wrap it up. That's this is the last segment of the podcast. And uh Coop, uh I'll talk to you later.